the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing in more. More. More money, more money, more money. Was that? Uh, who was that? Damon Wayans? It feels like it was. <clears throat> Comedy show. More money, more money, more. Um, the Notorious B.I.G. More money, more problems. Pretty famous line, no doubt. Uh, but yeah, one of the Damon Wayans... One of the Wayan brothers uh, made a movie called Mo Money. There we go. There, it's out of my system. Saw the most amazing story the other day. Are you sitting down? This is a great investment lesson. Cows. I know you're saying, is he starting with cows? This is going to be good. Cows match the performance of human stock analysts in a new experiment. And we've all heard about the monkey. I could throw darts at a newspaper and pick stocks. We've all heard about the cat. I had a cat named Kit Cat once who I just throw her up in the air and put her on the tech section of uh, the stock pages and she picked AOL. It was a good pick at the time. So a group of cows matched a team of professional stock market analysts in a test to see whose picks could generate the best returns on the Norwegian stock market. Of course. It's the Norwegian stock market. It's kind of funny because when you kind of figure out what they did, each group was given the equivalent of about 1,222 bucks or 10,000 crowns. I kind of want to change our uh, monetary from the dollars and cents and nickels and dimes to like little trumpets or something like that. (laughs) Oh, so um, they were allowed to choose any number of stocks on the OBX, which tracks the top 25 companies of the Oslo Stock Exchange. The investments were held for three months and then sold off to see who had brought in the biggest returns on their investments. The cows couldn't actually make selections because, unknowns to you, they're cows. They don't have the thumbs that we have. They don't have the brains that we have. So they, they were led onto a grass field with a 5 by 5 grid showing the 25 different companies. When the cows defecated on a particular grid, square, the team recorded the company, uh, painted in it, kind of like 25-yard um, line was suddenly like, you know, uh, TGS or DNB or other Norwegian stocks. I can't make this up. Again, let's start with this one more time. And cows match the performance of human stock analysts in a new experiment. And they were five by five grid, and they had to defecate on a particular grid square. 
Cows Picks or the engineering firm uh, Acre Solutions, state energy company, Statoil, the private energy company, Fred Olson Energy, and Shishtabib, a digital publishing company. Those Norwegians. Why would you name a company Shishtabib? Um, so other teams were allowed to invest different amounts of money into different companies to get better returns. The cow's money was divided evenly in their four selections. So they couldn't like overweight one and get a home run, but an individual could. So the expert stockbrokers outperformed the Norwegian stock index by 2.8%. An astrologer came in slightly below the index returns and the beauty bloggers came out ahead of everybody more than five times the max. So you could do this experiment with cows or beauty bloggers or expert stock pickers. And what you find is that it's tough to beat the market. And sometimes there's a little bit of randomness to it. I would go way out of my way to say, engage that. Don't try to be the stock picker. Don't try to be the cow. Just go with the overall market indices. The astrologer made their decision based on the fact that it was the year of the goat in the Chinese calendar, while the beauty blockers said they didn't recognize any of the company names on the list. So the astrologer went with goat-related investments. The cows went with, well, this looks like a good place to drop a, a patty. And, well, it didn't go well. The beauty bloggers went with how well the name sounded of the company. Astrologer was the only participant who underperformed the OBX. So, yeah, you could actually pull this off. But a group of cows beat a stock picker. I bring that up in large part, again, to bring home the first lesson of the day. Be careful. Um, You think you're really smart, and a a cow can beat you. Does that make sense? Sometimes you're too smart for your own good. Go home today. Go to the gym. Get a 30-minute cardio workout going. Stop at two drinks. Stop trying to pick stocks. I know you're saying, life advice with Rob Black. Thank you, Mr. Black. Yeah. So there's that story out there. Fortnite's got a new ninja skin. I bring this up because Fortnite is one of the video games that's kind of pop culture right now. My generation had Pac-Man and then Space Invaders. Or did it have Space Invaders and then Pac-Man? That's what it had. And then it missed Pac-Man and Baby Pac-Man. How are these video games, how shall we say, making love? Um, Every generation has it, but Fortnite has this new ninja skin, and I'm like, not impressed with that. You know what I am impressed with? High schools and colleges across the country have started Fortnite teams. I always thought the chess team was a bit much. Let's give the nerds something. The nerds will inherit the earth. Let's give them them their chess club. We got a video game club now. Now, I've missed a couple of the video games out there, like the big ones, League of Legends. Never played it. I've watched it for a couple minutes. I don't know if there's League of Legends college teams, and I don't know if there's League of Legends high school teams. I kind of imagine there's some ragtag group that some high school history teacher said, hey, let's get the kids motivated and come up with our own sports team, esports team. I get it. I get it. But the fact that now major colleges have scholarships to give that's I, I think video games are growing up 
So please, please, please continue investing in the ideas of growth and metrics and trends. Try to look for them as much as you can. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. One of the things that I'm, I'm, I don't want to say intrigued with, but one of the things I get caught up with is sometimes statistics. Um, Statistics can be incredibly misleading. Like you could see the number of people dying of cancer is dropping. And you're like, hey, we're coming up, we're we're fighting cancer better, but it it may mean that we're just dying of heart attacks earlier and not living long enough to get the cancers. So be very careful with statistics. Be very careful with picking stocks. I'd rather you not get into the business that I'm in versus get in over your head and lose money. It's disconcerting. I like people who scale into things. I'm I'm optimistic about the future. Um, I'm optimistic about the stock market, but I don't like people jumping in, you know, believing per se, without some some time to kind of like get acclimated to the water. Anyhow, and anyway, big seminar coming up February six, right around the corner, Palo Alto, Elks Lodge, great parking. Talking about income in retirement. How much income in retirement do you need? How do you make it last forever? What assets do you need? What liabilities? What products you should avoid? And much, much more. Learn about it at the Elks Lodge in Palo Alto. Sign up at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. And use the code Radio25 or listen to the commercials and you'll figure it out. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Yesterday, I got the alarming news and sad news that Mr. Peanut is dead. I can't really say much about it because I'm still pretty upset about it, but snack brand planters released a dramatic video showing the apparent death of its fictional mascot, Mr. Peanut. The brand says Mr. Peanut's funeral will be the subject of its Super Bowl spot. I I still don't know what to say. <laughs> Honestly, do I really care? I don't. It's a little bit interesting for me to tell you, like, my dad loved peanuts. And my dad probably brought bought Planters Peanuts consistently in his lifetime because they were what was at the grocery store. I've never bought, bought planters peanuts. And that's the end of that story. I know you're saying, what was the point of that story? Brands change. What was a great company back then may not be a great company today. My father, he did not give me stock intelligence. He had a little bit in the markets, but he had a military pension that he knew was going to count. He could count on. And he also, um, I think he thought he was going to live longer and keep working. So he didn't really play the stock market or invest in the stock market or use the stock market as supplemental income. But yeah, uh, some things change. And like I said, he didn't really give me that much knowledge as a man. He didn't sit me down as he would think. If I were to sit your son down right now, and I will, you can, what do I charge, 20 bucks an hour or a six pack of beer? I'll be a dad for a day. You want me to sit down, your son or your daughter, and teach them the ways of money? I'll say, son, daughter, what do you know? I'm okay with uh, getting kids involved with money and, and investing. I think you should do it sooner than later. I don't have a date for you. I don't have an age. There's, you can now trade stocks free. 
you can get on an app called Robinhood right now, and by lunch, you can buy your kid one share of Disney. And I say do it. There used to be some websites like buyandhold.com. I don't even know what's around anymore. Where you can buy like a half a share. Um, but yeah, get your kids involved in investing. So like when I tell my kids anything to do with money, like, Dad, I want a video game. I'm like, well, we can invest in electronic arts or we can buy a video game from electronic arts. And they're like, I want to buy the game. But at least I give them the option. Or Activision or AMD or NVIDIA. Anyhow, and anyway, you get the idea there. Uh, get your kids involved in money soon. I think our economy is changing. I don't like the way it's changing. I think the jobs favor higher education. I think more and more kids are trying to get into higher education. It's becoming more competitive, and the results aren't very solid in the United States. Powerball jackpot jumps to $373 million. No one else needs to play because I'm going to win. And then once I have $373 million, am I going to take the lump sum or am I going to take the annuity? I myself would take the lump sum. I think I could do better with that than the state of California can do with my money or the mega corporation who owns Mega Ball or whatever. But I suggest most people take the annuity, the, the payout, because you can go broke. I don't have relatives that I care about. If I win the lottery... My brother Pete calls me, Rob, Rob, I just want you to know I have non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Ah, sorry, Pete, you haven't talked to me in 10 years. You're on your own. Like, I'm pretty cold on that level. So that's the biggest thing that people get into trouble with, with winning lotteries, is, is the relatives and then the bad business deals. Take a look at NFL players and see how many of them are bankrupt, and you can see how people lose money. Sometimes it's the relatives. Sometimes it's the hanger-ons. Sometimes it's like you're living like you're in high school or college and you're not really settling down. I love it when I hear stories about athletes who don't spend any of their playing money, but they spend their advertising money or endorsement money. A lot of people go bankrupt because they buy too much house. Now, that statement right there should be enough for us to have an intelligent conversation about which is better, stocks or, or investing in real estate. I've never heard of anyone going bankrupt because they bought stocks. Not once. How many people I've heard of go bankrupt because they bought a house? El Numero, which is Spanish for a lot, I think. It's not Numero Uno, Spanish for what? And I know it's not Numero Uno, it's not Spanish for what? I get my own joke. Um, but I've never, known, I've never met anyone who went bankrupt from real estate. Uh, yeah, 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 I have. I've never met anyone who went bankrupt from buying one share of Disney. Or a thousand shares of Disney. Or a million shares of Disney. The worst thing that I saw, and I still think this is the devil, in my book, Susie Orman is like the devil and 88 other things you need to know, which is actually the title, because the title was Susie Orman is the devil and 88 other things Wall Street doesn't want you to know. And the lawyer said, you can't say she's the devil, because you can't prove that. And I was like, can I say she's like the devil? They're like, absolutely. <laughs> I'm like, I did not know there was such a little subtle difference. Um, but what's the point of that one? I don't even know. But uh, Susie Orman's like the devil. And, and for the record, I, 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 I'm softening as I age. I think she's fine. I, I think her investment advice is awful. I think her financial advice is awful. But I think she's fine. I think her fashion advice is horrific. 
if you see what she looks like with fake tan and with pants, shirts that look like pants or pants that look like shirts, I can't quite figure out which one it is, but it's no bueno for me and it doesn't reflect well on our industry. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. So what would you do if you won the Powerball? $373 million. For the record, I don't advise it. Don't play it. Don't do it. Give your $2 to, I'm not going to say a bum. Give your $2 to a homeless person. Give your $2 to a needy school. Give your $2 to make a wish kid. Don't give your $2 to the lottery. Although, here's the nice thing about that is, some of that lottery money that doesn't go into the winnings goes into like public schools. I'm like, I'm cool with you giving a donation to public schools, but it's not, it's bad financial advice to go in that direction. You're not going to win because I'm going to win $373 million. And what would I do with $373 million? Would I quit? Probably not. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Big seminar coming up. Um, I highly recommend you use 2020 to get ahead financially and start thinking about income and retirement. I'm meeting with my financial planner, not this Friday, not today, not next Friday, but the following Friday. Yes, I meet with financial planners to look at my future and figure out spend and budget, inheritance, trust issues. How, how do I title my property or not title my property? I got a clean title. No claims. No one's ever had an issue with it. But we'll talk about that and much, much more at the seminar, Income and Retirement, Wealth Preservation. It's coming up the 6th of February in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. You can sign up at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Coming up, let's talk about what to do when a spouse dies. I think there's a story there for us to chit-chat about. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Intel is a company I don't talk about all that often. I should. It's not a company that I'm looking for amazing growth out of anymore. But they still make billions of dollars. And I shouldn't discount that just because it's easier or more fun to talk about Zuckerberg running for president. How about Zuckerberg and Kanye West for 2024? Uh, Don't laugh. Don't laugh. I think Kanye would be a clear-cut leader in the field that we have currently right now. Intel, and I know you're saying you just lost all credibility. I'm switching over to that that short person and that that smoker show. Intel is the brain of operations, right? The word Intel is pretty awesome in of itself. It's one of the biggest computer chip companies in the world. No, you can't eat guacamole dip with these chips, but you can have fun. Intel controls 90% of the microprocessor market. That's not bad. Go back to that game Monopoly. And take nine pieces, and then you let your friend pick one. And then you take nine, and you let them pick one. Who's going to win that game? Huh? Now, what's sad for Intel is they never got into the mobile. P- uh, they never got into the mobile phones. They tried. They tried. They tried. Uh, a little success here, a little success there, but nothing. They had the x86 processors 
run all the way up to the Pentium to today's core technologies. Their semiconductors are embedded in everything we use from industrial, medical, and automotive markets. They once had an ad campaign, Intel Inside. Do you remember that? I don't do sound effects well, but that was their drop. Every time you saw a commercial for Dell, they'd say, Intel's Inside. PC chips count for most of their sales. Intel has shifted towards data centers and power cloud computing. It's an impressive company. In 2014, they did $58 billion in sales. Now they're doing about $70 billion. No, it's not Apple. Right? Is, is that why we're disappointed with Intel? Because it's not Apple? That's kind of why we're disappointed with Intel. Intel beat the expectations in the recent quarter. They're important because they are still part of the ecology of technology. They're still, when they sell a lot of chips, that means a lot of things are being sold. A lot of motherboards, a lot of power cases, a lot of switches, a lot of routers. Those semiconductors don't just sit there on the floor and do their job. They need to be connected to other things. And because of that, Intel's good quarter is kind of a nice tell. The jobs report, it's kind of a nice tell. Things aren't bad out there. Now, Intel said business looks more challenging in the back half of the year. Cloud customers are pulling back on their spending. I have seen some more firings recently um, from some tech companies, mainly the tech unicorns. But 23andMe just laid off about 11% of their staff because they looked back 10 years ago and they said, oh, man, for the next 10 years, people are going to be doing DNA tests and they're going to be we're going to be doing health, tri- health clinical trials and we're going to scale growth opportunities. Maybe we can come up with, I don't know what they can come up with other than just your DNA that shows that you got a little bit of heritage in Ireland. But they just cut 11% of their workforce. That, to me, is like, huh, let's think about that. And I've seen a couple other companies announce little trimmings here, little trimmings there. And that's not that's not the end-all, be-all, worst-case now. But that's a negative. Intel having a good quarter? Positive. Companies letting go people? It's starting to add up. It's starting to look like it could start to add up is probably the better way of saying it. Now, a lot of analysts are coming out today and going, robble, 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 robble. They're robbling about Intel. And the one negative we could say about Intel is AMD is live. And it's kind of like that song by Nirvana. Not by Nirvana. Who's that other Seattle band? Pearl Jam. Um, AMD's still alive, but do they deserve to be? Is that the question? AMD's still fine. They're still alive. So a lot of people say, well, this is the year AMD is going to take market share from Intel. And this year Intel is going to take market share from AMD. And Intel's kind of helping the argument right now by saying that everything looks a little bit front-loaded. Intel's been suffering from supply chain problems. They've been very slow to roll out and to even develop in the first place their next-generation 10 nanometer processes. When you start figuring out what a nanometer is, like it's smaller than a hair... Like, that's pretty impressive. So if you and I wanted to get into the semiconductor business, we're not going to pull it off unless we lie and steal and cheat from AMD and Intel. That's kind of one of the thoughts of, like, why we have this U.S.-China trade war issue is we've got trade secrets that Intel and AMD have, American companies, that we are very leery of the patents being ripped off. Intel is giving us a little bit of mixed signals, ultimately, is what I'm getting at, is very strong quarter. But they did say back half of the year. Um, 
so again, just start flagging some of the stuff, start feeling comfortable with it. Uh, start understanding a little bit more of what you're doing and why you're doing it. You can learn more about the stock market by coming to a big seminar on the 6th of February in Palo Alto. It's the last seminar we have on the books for the year. I basically put in a, a halt on seminars after this one, so it's a good one to come to. That'll change at some point in time, but it is what it is for this time. If you have a thought about needing a CFP, and I need a CFP, so I'm assuming you need a CFP at some point in your life. It's out there. Let's talk coronavirus real quick. Coronavirus, the CDC, the Center for Disease Control. My brother Michael worked for CDC for a while. I have a really smart brother, Michael. They confirmed the second U.S. case of coronavirus, and it's monitoring 63 other possible infections. So this story is probably going to get some hair on it. Do you remember when Ebola got some hair on it? People are bleeding out of their eyes. It's horrible. And it is. I'm not making fun of it. But that's how the news treats it. Like, if we can get blood coming out of a child's eye, put it on the 6 o'clock news. I'm a little bit sarcastic. I'm a little bit jaded. But one of the things I I, I know pretty well is disease. Um, Control. I know some people that work in the industry of healthcare. And... um, when, I, when Ebola hit, I called and I said, hey, is this something I should be worried about? No. When swine flu hit, no. When mad cow hit, no. So SARS, no. I'm not telling you to start coughing on people and leaving your mouth wide open while you sleep on a plane or anything like that. But it's not typically as bad as we think. It's honestly, again, it, it harkens back to that day after 9-11 when someone called my show and she was crying and she said, you know, I don't know what to do. I'm paralyzed. I'm like, go out and shop. Best thing. And she's like, I can't go out and shop. I could get shot or killed by terrorists. The threat is a lot smaller than you think there are. When you write down 7 billion people, 8 billion people on the planet, give or take a billion. And you hear about 64. Yes. Do I think the world comes to an end one day due to some sort of horrible plague or virus? I don't know. I'm kind of hoping that some of those documentaries like uh, The Day the Earth Froze and those kind of things, San Andreas are documentaries and not necessarily uh, movies because I kind of want to live through that. But if I go with a plague or if I go with a a, a massive hurricane, I, I'm good with either. But it's not as bad as you think. And again, I, I bring this back because it's the Peter Lynch lesson. He was one of the worst interviews I ever had, but he taught me one phrase that I've stolen and used again and 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 again. And he's like, stock market has lived through World War One, World War Two, Korea, Vietnam, Iraq War One, Iraq War Two. It's lived through nine eleven. It's lived through the Titanic. It's lived through inflation, deflation. It's lived through nuclear strikes. The market's it's it's done okay. It's it does its job. So if you think. SARS or swine flu is going to be the thing that brings it down. Absolutely, positively, you are right in the short term. But in the long term, you're wrong. So, how do you play the short term? We've had amazing gains on Wall Street. On one hand, we're looking at those gains and we're saying, okay, can't possibly keep going up forever like that. It would be unreasonable. It would be just everyone's accumulating wealth and no one's distributing it. It's just everyone's getting rich. Let's print, you know, no, it doesn't work like that. And then there's some valuations. And then the world's also dealing with, I think, maybe later this year, 2020 elections, maybe later this year, trade war. Does it hold part one? Do we ever get to part two? 
But fundamentally speaking, we're a little overvalued, and you're starting to see a little bit of that. So China's coronavirus, and I like how it's China's now. <laughs> I love how the CDC refers to it as China's coronavirus. Thank you. And for the record, one of the reasons the United States isn't as much of a threat um, in like the bird flus and the swine flus, swine flu, hogs, bird flus, chickens, right? Turkeys. Um, is because if you ever go to a farm on the United States where we're producing food, animals for food, um, getting in there is brutally impossible. It is like Fort Knox. Farms don't just grow pigs on the farm and you can come up, cut their neck, bleed them out, and serve them for dinner. It's a lot more of a, how shall we say, institution uh, business. 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. Let's get a call in today. You can sign up for the seminar by going to Rob Black Show, robblackshow.com. Seminar is coming up on the 6th of February in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge, CFP, Chad Burton, myself. Talking a lot about the new laws that went into effect in 2020. Talking a lot about how, hey, did you hear what Trump said the other day? He's willing to take cuts to Social Security. Ooh. Hope you weren't planning to retire at 60. Or 62 or 63. What will the number be? That's a sacred cow. That's kind of like you do not cut Social Security entitlements because you're entitled. Sign up for the big seminar. Learn more at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. That's my way of thinking about a (laughs) Coca-Cola, a soda with ice in it. That was the American character actress, Anne Ramsey. Um, I bring her up because it's one of my favorite movies to go back on and chuckle. It's endearing. I can't watch it all from beginning to end. Um, 1987, Billy Crystal, a very young Billy Crystal, a young Danny DeVito. Might I even say slimmer Danny DeVito. Um, But Anne Ramsey, character actress. Let's talk a little bit about Throw Mama from the Train. Okay, I know some people in California, and I'm not looking at one right now, but there was a radio producer that I used to know named Kim. Producer is a a glamorous word for phone op, uh, a board op. It depends on if they're booking guests or things like that. turns them into a producer, if they're taking show notes, if they're trying to make the show better, if they're just trying to get their their paycheck. But Kim has a lot of money she's going to inherit one day from her parents. Is it because they have a lot of stock? No, 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 no. It's because they have a house. It's the biggest piece of dump house I've ever seen in my life. And she's, that's how she introduces it. She's like, my mom probably has 12,000 magazines in the house. And I'm like, you're kidding. This is awesome. I can't wait to see this. She's a hoarder. So you don't want to get into a situation where you're Billy Crystal and Danny DeVito, where you're doing a strangers on a train thing, where you're bringing your mama for the record, Billy Crystal's character it wasn't his mom. It was Danny DeVito's. And Anne Ramsey was the character actress who was also in the Goonies. And she's always kind of looked the same to me. Um, just kind of looks like she has one eye, even though she has two. <laughs> I don't know if that makes any sense. But um, you don't want to get into a situation where your kids want to kill you. Or your kids would be better off with you dead than alive. I know, I know. Send the letters to <laughs> KRON TV. Or KABC Radio. I don't know. I'm not allowed to say that, I don't think. Um, But yeah, you don't want to get into a situation where your kids have a financial benefit. I've seen it all. And that's the thing that you you people don't get at this 
juncture is how much travesty and, and disaster I see. Probably the number one thing that I see that destroys people is not saving enough for retirement and then making bad decisions based on that. I see a lot of bad marriages um, end in financial ruin. Um, I see a lot of people get health issues that become disastrous, financially speaking. Um, a good friend of mine, Stefan, he's a appraiser, real estate appraiser. He dropped me an email the other day. I've known him for 20 years, and so I've known his kids go from like seven. We went to a baseball game where I got like some good box seats, so I invited him and his daughter, and I saw her when she's seven. She's now like 27 ass two kids. Weird. But uh, he took some, he's, he's basically quit his, he's got two siblings and his dad died. And his dad was loaded. I think his dad lived in the penthouse at the Claremont Hotel. Does that sound possible? I guess there's some condos or studio apartments up there or something like that. So his dad died and then his mom became into poor health. Um, so he looked at his brothers and he's like, brothers and sister and they're like no we don't want to help so he basically quit his job his kids are grown his two great kids that they got great jobs they got great spouses good good lives are good and he says i'm gonna go help mom and after two or three years of doing this he's a broken man um i see my mom i just saw her a couple weeks ago um and she's old and she had five sons and a daughter and she can't name she could figure out two of her kids and then I showed her a picture of SpongeBob. I'm like, is that your son, Peter? And she goes, yes. And I don't know if she knows it isn't SpongeBob or isn't Peter. But dealing with someone that, I mean, she's broken. She's not the mom that I knew. She's mom 2.0. Is, there, is she still in there? Yes. Do I still love her? Of course. But you don't want to be put in a situation. Stefan, he's taking care of his mom, and she's very similar. Dementia, Alzheimer's, bad combination, throwing diabetes. And then, you know, it doesn't do the stuff that the doctor tells her to do to keep her alive. Walk 30 minutes a day. Go talk to people. Nope, I'd rather stay in my room and watch CNBC or golf. I'm like, Mom, why are you watching golf? Because she doesn't know how to change the channel. But she won't say that. She gets stuck on a channel and then she's stuck. <laughs> like, whoa. So Stefan told me, and this is just kind of interesting. And again, I tell you, I get all the feedback. Um... He told me something pretty fascinating. He goes, don't quit work, Rob, because when you do, you're going to stop talking to intelligent people. And when you do, you're going to become depressed. I'm like, you do realize what I do. I do radio and television where I don't actually see the people I talk to. It's like, just fantasize that they're smart and educated kind of thing. I'm like, okay, I gotcha. But he's getting depressed taking care of his mother. So anyway, back to throw mama from the train. You don't want to get into a situation where your kids think you're better. They're better off with you dead than alive. And you don't want to put your kids in a situation where they're fighting. So Stefan's got the two siblings that aren't helping out with mom. Guess who's going to say, I took three years off from work to help mom. I deserve more than you. <clears throat> it, it happens all the time. Um, my brother Clint, I would say he was probably the least successful of my four brothers. Um, and when my mom moved out of her house, he wanted her house for free. And uh-uh, that ain't going to fly in my family. Uh, we're too educated for that. He, he's like, I, I, I kind of want it. And we're like, nope. So we sold it and put it in her account. And when you know she dies, we're all going to get a nice chunk of money to 
depends on when she dies. Ooh, that ties everything back up, doesn't it? To throw Mama from the train, where Danny DeVito wants his mom dead because he gets an inheritance. If my mom died this year, I might get 80000 If she dies in 10 years from now, I might get 1000 Do I care? No. But do I see people caring about that? I do. Anyhow, and anyway, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Big seminar coming up. We talk about these issues, about income and retirement, so that you have enough, about not outlasting your assets, about health care directives, about leaving money to your children, and much, much more. You can sign up for the event at Rob Black Show, Rob Black Show. Use code RADIO25 to get in for free.